When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic. I'm Danny Pellegrino and I'm here with a very special guest, Brian Moylan, who uh, I think, I feel like Bravo viewers know exactly who you are because you write the <laughs> brilliant Vulture recaps. Um, you're currently writing the Summer House recaps. Yeah. Right. And, and uh, Vanderpump. Vanderpump. Right. Your Vanderpump ones are so funny. I love how you end everyone with the Tom and Tom fan fiction. Yeah, that's <laughs> my favorite too. It's so good. Um, do you just think of those like scenarios in your head ahead of time, or do they just come out as they? They just kind of come out. Or when I'm watching, I'm always looking for like, oh, what can I turn into right. Tom and Tom? You know, making out. But <laughs> when I started doing them, my editor was like, "Girl, you need to tone this down." <laughs> like really gay, really. <laughs> yeah. Well, just like really graphic and. So now I try to make them like more suggestive right. than, you know. Have you heard from either of them about it? Um, I interviewed them once and um, yeah, they knew about it and they were into it. They and, like it. Yeah. I mean, I think they like the attention and whatever. They know that it's not, that they're not really fucking. Right. So <laughs> I know. And I, I know them a little bit and it's like, I, they're not gay, but I see online I've, all the time people are like, he's definitely gay about sandoval or right Schwartz. no i don't think they are but no. i do think that they love each other yeah oh yeah yeah and it's just yeah and so it's just kind of taking that to its extreme brian uh, do you have a favorite housewives we're going to talk new jersey and summer house but do you have a favorite franchise and a favorite lady um i had my favorite franchise is new york mine too and with atlanta is a close second okay um my I go through Erica Jane's book, right. so we have a special relationship. So she, I don't want to say she's my favorite housewife because I know her as a person, but so with the caveat that I love Erica, my favorite housewife to watch is Sonia Tremont Morgan because ah, the best. Oh my god, I love her so much. What do you like about Erica Jane? What was the experience like working with her? It was great. She's such a hard worker. I think 
I don't know that people get that impression on the show. But yeah, she works really hard and she knows exactly what she wants. And like you have to deliver. And and I think that that's what makes her really good. And, and But she's also open to um, collaboration and she'll ask what you think and you'll tell her and then she'll kind of make her decision. So, so as a ghostwriter myself, I know it can be always different depending on who the client is and stuff yes. like that. It's like always different. So what was... What you're with Erica Jane? Were you like sitting down interviewing her, or was she sitting writing chapters and then sending to you? Like, what was that? We did mo. It was all interviews, and um, I was in New York at the time, and she was in LA, and I came here to LA a few times and did some stuff in person, but it was mostly over the phone. And so we do like a few hours at a time, and then um, I would send her chapters, and um, she never went to college and so her last formal schooling was in the 80s mm. and so she doesn't she's not especially <laughs> computer savvy let's okay, say okay. <laughs> so i would email her the chapters and the assistant would print them, print out, them out and oh she would God. read them on paper and make notes and then we call the phone and she'd be like okay this sentence change this oh, this that yeah is so funny so yeah whereas i've worked with other people where i'll send it to them on google docs and they make their own changes and whatever but no not with erica i've had an experience like that with yeah erica jane and it, you're like waiting it's like you have to wait for them to print everything out and you're like just do it on the computer. <laughs> yeah but no she she wants to um yeah the other thing that's crazy about erica jane is i would show up sometimes to work with her and she would be like no makeup hair in a messy ponytail and in yoga clothes and she is tiny and gorgeous oh interesting. without like a stitch of makeup without the glam squad without all of that like just as her like going to the gym she is did you like, meet stunning did you get to meet the mikey of it all and i met mikey i met lie well i you know worked a lot with lie her assistant who's on the show occasionally um who's lovely uh i did not get to meet tom yeah that are you, are you happy about that? Does it feel like you you didn't need to meet him? I don't think so because we talk about him through Erica's perspective, and um, so you know I got all that. So you were doing the Real Houses Beverly Hills recaps at the time when yes. the book came out, right? Did you get a lot of heat on like? Did oh my people, god! Yes, right. right. Still, everyone's yeah. like, "Well, he's in Erica's pocket," and what? And it's like if I say something nice about Erica, they're. Like, oh, it's because they're friends. If I say something mean about her, they're like, oh, you should have been meaner. So, like, right. people aren't going to be happy. So, I just say what I want to say. And I'm always nice to Erica, but I was always nice to Erica before. Right. So, it's not like I'm going to start being mean to her. Like I find that with Ariana and Tom because uh, people, I, I recap Vanderpump Rules on this show, and I hear from people all the time, and it's like, there's no winning, because if you're, yes. you know, if I'm too hard on that, or if I'm too mean to them, it's like, people are like, y- upset with me, their fans are upset, and and then if I don't say anything, but I, I felt the same way, where it's like, I wouldn't have worked with them if I didn't like them before. Exactly. Like, so I, like I w- if Jax came to me with the book idea, I don't, I wouldn't take it, or I right. wouldn't take the project on. Um, but yes. it is frustrating. You like want to defend yourself, but it's like there's no winning. Well, also, I think it's a bit different when you do get to know them. And I, like two, not the past reunion, the one before where Erica didn't do very well and she looked like mad and whatever. Yeah, like a stick up her ass that yeah. reunion. Yeah. And right. I talked to her and she was like, oh, I had like an awful headache and I wasn't feeling well. And then, you know, I had like a Coke and ate some lunch and I felt better afterwards. And so it's like I hear that from her and then I see that and I'm like, oh, okay. She's like, she's unhappy for this reason 
Whereas everyone's like, oh, you should say that she's this, that, and the other thing. But it's mm-hmm. like, no, but she's kind of like my friend and I believe her. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's um, weird. Yeah, I've just noticed that recently. And with the Ariana and Tom's book, like, I had been working with them since I started the podcast. Like, I, I think right. we started, like, a month into my podcast launching. And so it's like, if you like, but then people would be like, the recaps change, you're biased now. And I'm like, if you liked them before, they're still the same. Right. Recap. And also, like, <laughs> I always joke about the journalistic integrity of Real Housewives recaps. Like, right, you're like, oh, sorry, I, I'm opinionated. Like, fuck you, dude. Like, I'm, who cares? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're talking about, like, servers in West Hollywood or... or yeah, right, It's like, ridiculous. Like, okay, I, but, you know, it's like, I might... I like certain housewives more than others for all sorts of reasons. Right. And, yeah. I found that these people are all in general very divisive yes. people. Like and that's what makes a good reality TV star is if they're divisive. But uh certain ones are just more so than others. Like I had a uh, Katie Maloney on the show from Vanderpump Rules and yeah. she that episode, like I didn't I heard more from anyone else. Like I got so many angry messages. How dare you and it was the same thing. I'm like, we're talking about nonsense. Um, right. But how dare you have her on and that kind of thing? And then it was the highest downloaded episode I've ever done. Like it was like more than anyone else. Um, yeah. So well, and I think that there is something you know about. And Andy said it like the love to hate versus hate to hate. Like mm-hmm. when they get to a point where I think Katie Maloney is someone that I love to hate. Right. And right. and so th- there is something about that. Yeah. But I yeah, it shocks me how no matter who the housewife is even the most loathsome of them, there are people that love them and there are people that hate them. And yeah. And it shocks me who has detractors and who has diehard fans. Right. Uh, You're writing a book about housewives right now, right? I am. Yes. So it's like the history of housewives and kind of the cultural impact of it. So talking to like academics who study housewives, people like you who do, you know, housewives podcasts, merch, stuff like that. So, and, um, you know, I wrote a b- bunch about BravoCon and just kind of like getting into the whole like mind of the fans and why we love this and why we watch it. And and what are you learning? Um, I'm learning that the experience is different for um everybody, but there are some similarities onto why we love The Real Housewives so much. But I, I've found it really interesting to get into really like the scientific academic Ness of it, where people are writing these papers for academic journals about, you know, like class and blackness and, you know, race and how it plays out in housewives and stuff. And I've also been looking into um, some studies about why people engage with reality television in general and, you know, what they take away from it, whether it's, um, they found that people that like reality television the most are often lonely people mm. who are like looking for sort of, uh, you Can know, I- like vicarious friends, but uh. also the shared experience of fandom with other people. Right. Um, so I found that really oh, interesting because, I mean, I see that in myself, but also I don't really think of myself as necessarily lonely. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's been really interesting. And, um, you know, but all the juicy stuff. I'm going to say... So you're interviewing housewives for it, right? I've interviewed some housewives, yes. Uh, Bravo is not participating. Okay. So they um, actively called most of the housewives (gasps) and told them 
that they weren't allowed to speak to me. Oh my god, interesting. Um, so but was I was that talk- frustrating for you, or were you like it? It didn't matter because you already had the angle of the sh- of the book. Um, I mean, I feel like the more interesting people to talk to anyway, and I have found this to be true as I've been doing it, is like the Ex-house. editors. Oh, okay. The producers, the people who are making the shows, because I think a lot of the time, and I have talked to former housewives, um, and you know, some off the record, some on. I haven't talked to any current housewives, but um, I have found that the housewives aren't as um, clued into what's really going on with them as the people kind of watching it get made. Like, mm. they're just kind of living, the, mm-hmm. as we know, you know, you've met enough of them to know that this is just how they are. Right. And so they're just kind of living their lives and... It's on film. You know, I was thinking recently about the Tamara and Vicky of it all, because they got fired, and I was thinking, like, that is such a, must be such a mind fuck. Yes. Like, uh, particularly Vicky, how many years, 14 or years or whatever? Yeah. She had this job, and now she's just out of that job, and it must be a mind fuck to go back to civility. Yes. And it's like, well, do you find another TV gig? And I was just reading, I don't know, it was today or yesterday, where... There's a non-compete, and I don't know if it was true or it might have just been something right. where they're not a- supposed to go on TV for another year. Really? That's I don't know. It was in a blog, but so maybe it, it could have been made up, but that they have to wait a year before they could do another show. Huh. And I don't know if that's true, but I was thinking, like, what a mindfuck. Like, what do you do? You, yes. You've done this for 12, 14 years, and now you're just thrust back into the, your real life. Well, that's what I was thinking when I was watching the last episode of Vanderpump Rules. What will Jax do when they cancel the show? Like, he has no marketable skills other than (laughs) the following that he's a master of reality television. If they kick him off Vanderpump Rules, like, what other show does he go on? Can he go beyond the challenge? Like, I don't know. Do they go on reality marriage boot camp? WeTV. Yeah. Well, it's weird you say that because MTV now, they've, like, branched off where they're bringing in older both older people and people from like other networks. So they, yeah. I think X on the beach has uh, New York from uh, yeah, wonderful New York. I love her. Um, but, and they had Aubrey O'Day and like, they're doing different kind of people, but I'm like, yeah, what are they going to do? What's Jack's going to do afterwards? So I live in London and they have this amazing reality television ecosystem where it's like, if you get on a show, then there are all these other like celebrity reality shows but because they have fewer actual famous people than we do, they're mostly reality stars. Mm. So they have a show called Dancing on Ice, which is like Dancing with the Stars, but ice skating. And it's all people who are remember when, on. Remember when Bethany Frankel yes. was? <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, and th- those are the kind of people they get. Like, um, you know, people who are on Love Island, people who were contestants on X Factor, whatever. And so, like, um, I don't know if you watch Drag Race UK, but Bag of Chips, who was on that, who was a fan favorite, has now become part of that. So she's on all the panel shows. She's going on I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of like shows like that. Yeah. So um, I, I wish that we had more of that here than we do, especially for the Jack Taylors of the world. <laughs> and I, I sense a turnover coming with Vanderpump Rules. They're either going to have to split it into two shows or get rid of a bunch of people, because 19 cast members is what they have this season. It's just too That's many. That's insane. Really? It's you insane. count it? Yeah, well, I, it, there was like a press release I read, and it had all the um, the cast. It like went into each cast member, and there were 19 of them. That's who was in like the official cast. Plus, you have people like Peter, who I, Peter's not considered a cast member, but he's really? still someone that shows up. But it's, Do you think it he's was, getting paid to be on? That's what I was thinking, is oh, yeah. that, like, 
I know that the heart, the old school people are making a fair amount of money, but how much is Max making? How much is Dana making? Well, I also wondered people like James this season who are off for episodes, they must be on some sort of like episode to episode pay scale, right? Because he's just not, he's not appearing in every episode. Either that or they do it like they do friend of where you get paid per filming. Oh. So like, so every time you film, even if they don't use it, you get $5,000. Because I was thinking that that's what I've been saying I'm most intrigued by this season is like, what's the pay scale for these people? Because it's just yes. 19 cast members. There's no way they can, they all got raises this season or something like no. that. They all had to have taken cuts or have been doing some sort of other. Raquel would pay $5,000 a season to be on the show. <laughs> she, would she would give them money. She would give them money. She'd be like, here. Sure. Here, take everything. <laughs> Mommy, write them a check. I want to be on the show. I need more Raquel. I like Miss Raquel and James oh, so much. I, You're not a Raquel fan. The only thing I like about Raquel is making fun of her. Yeah. Because she's just so... <laughs> she's so... Oh, she's so oh, I love She's her. so dumb, and she wants it so bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I Last season, I was like, we need less of Raquel, and then now I'm getting less of her, and I'm like, I need, I need more. I do like... Th- the thing I like, and I like this about Atlanta too, whereas the cast has gotten so big with all of these friends of and husbands and boyfriends and whatever, that it's starting to feel more like a universe, mm. like a, mm. like an old school soap opera where there's just so many mm. people. You're right. And uh, I do enjoy that about this, but so many of these Vanderpump Rules people, I can't get into caring no, about. No, I know. And it's, they're too separate from the other cast members. And actually on the flip side of the coin, I feel like New Jersey, while I'm really liking it, they have much smaller group. Yeah. And sometimes I feel that in the episodes, it feels like we, we have like one side character of Danielle and there's right. not a whole lot of other people coming into that universe. Well, New Jersey, I believe, is the only one where the husbands get paid. Oh, the oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, that makes sense because they're all in confessionals, right? I think yeah. Joe Gorga has confessionals. But so wait, I wonder. And in- that's why they get together when the women aren't around because uh, they're getting paid. So wait, I have a question. You might know for the other franchises, like let's say on Orange County, like when Jolie is on a confessional, like they have to pay her right for a confession. I don't know about, I know some kids get paid. Like the New Jersey kids, like the Manzo kids, they got paid. Ryan, Tamara's son last season was Ugh. getting paid. Um, but uh, I don't know, but I don't think Sean Bronwyn's husband was getting paid and he was in some of the confessionals. Mm. So yeah, I don't know. But I do know that one of the distinctions they make is that when you're a friend of, they won't go to your house. Like they won't like show you on your own, like doing your stuff. Which is why, so this year we only saw Vicky when she was with everybody. Who do you think should be a friend? Is there anyone that's a current housewife that you think needs to be demoted to a friend of or would work better as a friend of? Um, I mean, I think that there are some people... I think Melissa Gorga would work better as a friend of. I love Melissa Gorga. I like her too, but but I feel like her, her individual storylines are just... Like the fake oh. having the baby thing. Oh my god! It's like so. It's fake. like so stupid. And, and I, the, I'm gonna find my sister that doesn't exist. Yes. So every one of her storylines, and I'm like, she would be so perfect. I think to just pop in, go to all the group events. She could still do confessionals and everything, but like we would just get rid of those storylines that are just we all know are fake. See, I'm a big fan of. I say just get rid of them and replace them. I'm also not a big fan of bring back X because, I mean. Bravo has gifted us so many great people that they have dug up from nowhere. Like, 
you know, people mm. were saying, bring back, I don't know, Alexis Bellino. Yeah. And they went and found Shannon Bedore. Right. Like, so why do we need this old person that we know when right. there are, you've gifted us so many treasures? And I'm a fan of the turnover of shows like Below Deck and Summer House, where it's like, let's, let's keep some people, but bring new people in and let's not be afraid to get rid of people. Yes, I love that about Below Deck. And I just got into Below Deck recently. Oh, and are you part of the it? reason why was, oh, well, who are all these new people? Whatever. But yeah, I, yeah, I'm really into it. My husband has been spurring us on watching it because he particularly likes the um, changing into your different outfits camera shots of the boys. I like that, too. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And that's too. what I like about Summer House too. It's the like security camera. It's like a yeah. little bit voyeuristic. And I recently got into Blow Deck too. Like I, I watched the early season, then I just was I fell off and now I'm like fully hooked, addicted. Like I want all of them. Yeah. Um but uh, and Summer House too, like I was uh, let's And talk- the guys are really hot. Same on Summer House. Summer House, I know that new guy, Luke. Ooh, he's so he's hot. Like, so, so dumb. hot. <laughs> no personality, at least no, from the but first episode. Like, I'm into that. Me I too. mean, just show me him shirtless. Yeah. Uh, what do you? What did you make of the premiere of Summer House? I liked it a lot. I had seen last summer Fourth of July. I was in Sag Harbor and saw Carl and Lindsay making out, and okay. there were no cameras around. Oh. And so, <laughs> so wait. That, so that must mean this whole thing is because I had a theory that like Lindsay and Carl got together and they're like, okay, this cast turnover is going to happen. We need to you know create something for ourselves. No, I think it's real. So oh we saw God. them Fourth of July. So the premiere episode was filmed the week before Fourth of July. So we saw them, which th- is late too. Like wh- I wonder why they start. Why they don't start in June? Is that just the s- season of? I don't. I'm not familiar. I mean, with usually <laughs> it's Memorial Day to. Labor Day. Right. But <clears throat> maybe they don't have the house for that yeah. long, or maybe they just do an eight-week shoot. Yeah. And, you know, because it's fewer episodes than, I think, so, a lot of Bravo So you shows. saw them making out. We saw them making out. No, So my husband and I were joking, because we were staying on Shelter Island, which is kind of next to the Hamptons, so we were going into the Hamptons for lunch. I was like, oh, what if we see Summer House? What if we see Summer House? And we're joking, and then we go to this restaurant, and in walks fucking seven foot tall carl and you're like holy shit um yeah so he and Lindsay were at a table it looked like she was crying and he was not a camera to be found not a camera to be found oh my god and i was like on the saturday of fourth of july weekend how did you get away from the cameras and so it looked like she was crying and he was comforting her and i was like oh there must have been some drama at the house and then they started making out and we were like what see this is i i find that with vanderpump rules you'll see them out in the wild here and it is sort of surprising because you're like oh it's real yeah but then when i'm watching sometimes i'm thinking like this is seems made up or fake but then out in the wild you see them being real i think that vanderpump of all of them is i don't want to say scripted i don't think they tell them what to say but i think that somebody probably lisa vanderpump is like Tom Schwartz, you're going to have a case of money and you're going to bring it in. Right, right. You know, like that was clearly fake and staged. Mm -hmm. And fine. I think Sheena and Dana is fake and staged too. That like, that whole relationship this season. Yes. It seems fake. And the whole Max, Dana, Sheena, all of that, like. Did you uh, see how Max and Brett, like their confessionals, they had the first episode and they've gone away. They have no confessionals. Some I, someone pointed that out, and it may be due to the the tweets. Yeah, yeah. But also, we've been getting. I get screener episodes like a day early, and um, 
you can tell when stuff is going on because you start to get them really late. Right. And, and the and the Vanderpump one for that week they were off the confessionals came really I don't even think it came at all. Yeah, it didn't come at all. Right. And but they've been back on time, so yeah, yeah who knows? But that might be uh uh, okay, so back to Summer House, though. So, what do you make of the new Luke? And then, what was the other girl's name? The Jules. New- Jules. I see more promise in Jules than I do in Luke. Yeah. Uh, but we haven't really seen a lot of her because the Kyle, Amanda, all of that, I think, is taking up a lot of space. Um, so, I'll be uh, interested. Where do you stand on Kyle and Amanda? I like Kyle and Amanda. I love Kyle. I used to think Kyle was the most attractive person on Bravo. I agree with you. Like, he's beautiful, right? Kyle, I wanted to do Kyle and Carl slash fiction at the end of Summer House that Weekend. Been good. But, like, I was like, oh, I can't do that for everything. Oh, I would like it. But, though. oh, my God, I love them so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bought my husband a Carl cameo for his birthday. Oh That's the only cameo I ever bought. So, your husband, see, I have no, attract, uh, no attraction to Carl. He does nothing for me. Oh, I love Carl and Kyle. Interesting. Um, but I like them together. However, they'll get divorced, right? The, um, well, <laughs> not that I hope that on anyone. Kyle needs to give up drinking. Yeah, and, and I I don't think he's an alcoholic, but when he drinks, he does stupid fucked up shit, and that's whenever Amanda gets mad at him, he's been drunk, and but- and she's always like, I don't want you behaving like this. I don't want you disappearing at one in the morning. You know, whatever. Well, if she wants that to happen he needs to quit drinking but isn't this a vicious cycle because if kyle were to stop drinking what's he doing on the, like what's happening on the show and on some level don't you think he needs like he probably thinks when he goes to the house i need it we need to get drunk we need to make stuff happen we need uh we need to be wild that's what the show is and so it's almost like a cycle yeah but i also think that he just does that because yeah. like when he got drunk and made out with like last season remember he got drunk and made out with some girl I think that's just how he rolls. And I mean, he's 38. So yeah. I think that he's been doing this for a long time. And, and she's in her stop. 20s, right? She's yeah. young. And I find the dynamic between him and her and her and Paige and Hannah really interesting. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like her allegiance is split between him and the girls. Where the girls are kind of like, you should break up with him. And he's like... Because they're all so closer in age, right? Yeah. Like They're all young in their 20s. And yes. Kyle's not an old man, but he's older than everyone else in the house. Yes. And I think that he, Carl, and Lindsay are of closer ages. Yeah. I think Lindsay, I was just reading, is 31. Oh, really? She's 32, 31, or something like that. <laughs> wow. Do you think she was like 60? <laughs> no, I figured she was like in her middle 30s. Oh, yeah. She yeah. looks. Yeah. She looks like she'd be 35 ish, 36. Yeah. Yeah. She looks a how little bit. How old's Carl? I don't know how old Carl is. Carl is in his early 30s. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I think I think it is weird that they brought in not weird, but it, it is a, a totally new group of young people yes. with people who are pushing forty, and that's strange. it's weird. But I think what is what was interesting, what makes the shows often their best is when you have groups of people with existing relationships. So when you brought in like Paige and Hannah and Jordan, who all kind of work together. At first it was like, huh? But then they became good friends with Amanda, and you get this sort of like blending together mm. that I think has made the show really good. And I love Paige and Hannah so much. They're, I love them too. They're the best addition to any Bravo show ever. And Paige is like one, like she's the most stunning person. Like she's so gorgeous. And I love Hannah. Hannah's gorgeous too. But I, yeah, I love them together. And they have a good friendly dynamic that yes. I enjoy. 
Um, I sort of miss Jordan though. Like I thought Jordan was so Jordan's a, a gay, good, right? I mean, I don't, I don't know. He's to me, he's like, um, what's his name in Americans or um, uh, Patrick Bateman or well. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's he's just like creepy to me. But I thought that he was like someone that we all should love to hate. Like I thought he was crazy last season. But, like, good for the show. And what I was thinking is, I bet you in, like, focus groups, if you were to focus group the show last season, probably everyone was like, I hate Jordan. But see, I thought that hate was good for the show. I felt like he was too pathetic to hate like that. (laughs) If that makes any sense. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, oh, girl. Like, (laughs) I don't hate him. I just felt bad for him. Like, it seemed like there's something going on with him that he's struggling (laughs) with. with. Yeah, and like maybe it's that he's gay. Maybe it's that he's a virgin. I mean, I don't, I don't know, know if I got the gay vibe from. I, I don't know. He's just crazy to me. He was like creepy to me in a weird way. Yeah. But like, but I will say, last summer I was in New York City and I was walking down the street and someone was walking towards me and I was like, "Who the fuck is that? He is hot." And then as he got closer, it was no, Jordan. Brian, it was. He looks good in person. Yeah. Interesting. Well, it, it was like for the, before I could like recognize the face, like just like the body and the way he was moving. I was like, okay, and then I was like, oh, it's Jordan. Fuck, fuck. I, I don't know why I'm thinking of this, but uh, the most DMs I probably get about you know people send me DMs as I'm sure they send you of like they ran into this person or that person, and I always love the ones where I get where it's like I saw Jason Hoppy in the wild, and I don't know Bethany's ex husband. Yeah. It's like I get so many of those, and they always make me so happy. It's like. <laughs> He looked crazy, but he was hot. Like, and I don't know. I'm fascinated by I'm Jason. So Hoppy. fascinated by him. Somebody DM me recently. They he was at a school concert. Like their kids went to school with Bryn or something, and Jason was there with his parents. Fascinating. Fascinating. Do you think he's as crazy as Bethany makes him out to be? Yes. Okay. Do you? I mean, maybe not as crazy as Bethany makes him out to be. I feel like. But crazy. I think that divorce can make people crazy and this situation can make people crazy, but it's hard for me to square the Jason Hoppy that we saw on television with the Jason Hoppy who poops in toilets and leaves it. And is like, um <laughs> Remember he did wasn't that in a court document? Oh, there was, I don't remember. Yeah, it was that. in a court document. He Bethany would like come home and he would like leave his shit in the toilet. Yeah. Like yeah. that seems crazy. Crazy. To me. Yeah, and um, that he would like. I believe that he was stalking her and and send her hateful texts and all that shit. But from what we saw on television, he seemed like a kind of normal, decent person with a good, supportive family. Oh, and- see, I, I I've done a lot of rewatches of Bethany Ever After. <laughs> I, do it, I do it about like once a year. I like to like just dive back really? in. Yeah, like once a year, and I encourage anyone to do it. They're on iTunes or something. I don't know where you can find them now. I bought them on iTunes years ago. And so they're just sitting there waiting. They're just, for you. So anytime I want to view, I usually do it on like a plane, like when I'm traveling because it's on my iPad. <laughs> like they're just loaded on there. <laughs> so anyway, I hop back in. I hoppy back in. And <laughs> they, they, and it's, I, every time I watch it, I find something new because I, I see the parents. I thought the same thing. I thought they were like nice Midwestern family. Yeah. And now I see the parents as like, creepy and crazy and overbearing and then i find that you can see moments where bethany is clearly covering for him because she wants him to appear to be like the nice she's fine to be like the mean one yeah and and i'm not even the biggest bethany fan actually but i think rewatching i noticed that i find that she covers up for him a lot and she almost wants him to appear as this angel Right. And it's it's fascinating. It's chilling rewatch, too. Like, you see things, and it's like, oh, my God, they hated each other. Towards the end, 
the the um arc of them it's like at the very beginning when you just watch bethany getting married or yeah, yeah that first and she's one. like pregnant and peeing in the bucket they seem great and love each other and then by the end of that last season where they're like fighting on a vacation it's like they hate each other and it's just you could see it like boiling over oh it's good it's good um, Maybe I I will. I look encourage into you to her. rewatch it. What were we talking about? Summer House. <laughs> Summer House. I know. This <laughs> is the problem when you get two people like I us know. together. It's like, girl, <laughs> go in every which direction. I planned we were just going to talk about Jersey, but you know what? We got to cover all this stuff. It's important. Um, I love Summer House. I know that Carl and Lindsay are getting together, but they showed us that like in the preview. So they're like, oh, what's going to happen, girl? They're going to be together. Yeah, we we saw it. them like boning in the hot tub. But you don't think it'll last, right? That's not going to last. Do you think it's just a fling? I don't know. This is one of those things where either it's going to be awful or they are it forever. Like mm. they're like they realize uh, you're the one for me. Yeah. Like and and we're so similar and and we're taking this. Do you think this cast will stick around or do you think we're going to lose some of these people? Who do you think they're going to lose next season? I think we're unless Luke and Hannah stay together, I think we're going to lose Luke. No, Brian. I mean, he just seems... I want to look at him, He just seems too boring. And I don't know about Jules. We'll see what's up. TBD. Yeah. Okay. I asked them uh, at BravoCon. I went to the Summer House panel, and I asked them if Jordan was going to come out this season. And Amanda said, he does come out and visit us at the house. Uh, And I was like, oh, mean. What a tease. I know. Um, What? Let's talk about New Jersey. Okay. Um, What are you making of New Jersey this season? Are you enjoying it? Are you underwhelmed? I'm having an interesting um, experience with Jersey this season and that I am enjoying it, but I do not like one single person on the mm. cast. Like, mm. even the people that I kind of like, like Melissa or Margaret, uh, behave so poorly that I can't really support them. And I want to like Jackie. But she's like a sharpened pencil. Like, I just can't. She's just such a harsh personality. Oh, interesting. That I can't really... Wait, and she, so... Ugh, and she's so sensitive. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Thin-skinned. I, that and, bugs me about Jackie. I do feel like every little thing. Um, what don't you like about Margaret? I, see, I, like, as much as I love the your husband's in the pool... Your husband's in the pool. Right. right. Or... As unforgivable as what Danielle Staub did to her in that store and pull her ponytail. Like, Margaret dumped water on her head, and she's a sober mm-hmm. person. Yeah. So, like, you know... And in some level, it's asking for it, right? Like, you're yes. asking for some sort of physicality. Yes. And I find it confusing, too, when they're physical on these shows. Because in real life, if somebody were to do that to you, yes, you would punch them or something like that. In self-defense, like, if somebody's pouring water or whatever... Right. Um, but also they're filming a TV show, so you th- I think of like, well, if I was in that position, they're technically a co-worker, so they shouldn't get physical. Right. But if we were co-workers and you were pouring water on my head, I'd fucking push you yeah. and be like, stop pouring water on my head. Yeah, yeah. But well, I think what Danielle did was then like stalk around the room and come back and, you know, like the moment had kind of passed. But I mean, you can yell at them all you want, but she sometimes takes it to this like level and then is like oh she attacked me it's like bitch you started it mm-hmm. and you couldn't finish it so i don't really feel bad for you are you gonna miss danielle she announced her retirement from the show not really i find yeah. her very unpleasant to watch i think they will need to bring in someone messy though right yeah well they have jennifer yeah but i, but I don't think jennifer is messy enough she's- i don't think she's messy in an interesting way like yeah. danielle is 
a mentally unwell person. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh at that, but I'm, I'm just like replaying all the things Danielle has done in my yeah. head. She's pathological and she has this insane, but easily recognizable pattern of behavior that I do find a bit fascinating to watch. Whereas Jennifer just is so uh, insecure that she needs to pretend like she's really rich. See, I've been enjoying some of Jennifer this season. I like a lot of her like individual storylines. Like I like the brother stuff. I, I love like the that daughter too. stuff. Yeah, I love that too. I'm- and I love when she was like, okay, my daughter's being bullied and I did this, so I'm going to apologize for it. But then she goes and throws plates at people and is like a dick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about Caroline? So she was in the Super Bowl commercial with Teresa. And, you know, I think some people want her back. Some people don't. Well, how do you, where do you stand? Um, you don't like a person coming back. Yeah. So I'm like happy with what. Did you hear Caroline's podcast on Caroline and Elvie's podcast? So apparently they offered to bring her back. Oh, okay. And, and um, they were like, we'll make you a friend of and we'll pay you this much money. And she was like, no, you're either going to pay me this much money and make me a full cast member. Or I'm not coming back. And they were like, okay, never mind. Mm. So, and I don't, what, what I have a problem with when it comes to OGs, like on these shows, is their paychecks are probably so big that yeah. it's just taking away on Orange County. Where did they go on vacation? It was like Miami. It's like the, they don't have a production budget because they're probably giving it all to these. Well, and I found the trips to be Late, lacking lately, really lacking. Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. Yeah. I feel there have been terrible lately at Orange County. Did they go to Miami, New York? has gone to Miami a hundred times already. Well, I think that that was because the Countess couldn't leave the country. (laughs) And it was a really good Miami trip, I will say It was a good Miami trip. I mean, I'm fine with the Miami trip, but I mean, where are they going on New Jersey this season? They went to Jackie's fucking house that's barely in the Hamptons. (laughs) They're going to Jersey Shore, which, okay, fine. But are they even going to go on a trip trip? Oh, they're sending Teresa to Italy with all the kids. Yeah, but I need the whole cast to go to Italy. Yeah. I mean, come on. Do you think that at this point, in this in filming Teresa knew she was getting a divorce. Yes. Yeah. I think Teresa's known for a while now. Like yeah. into last season I think she knew. I think that we're all kind of pretending and I heard these rumors that like that whole pool guy thing like he was with somebody else but like and I don't know if this is true but people were saying that she was with like a 20 something and she didn't yeah. want that on the show. And so you know the pool guy was kind of like an easy cover up or something, but I don't know if that's that pool true. Guy but is fucking he's so hot. fucking hot. I know. Oh my god. I know Tony. I love him. I love, <laughs> I love him. him, girl. I went deep on her Instagram <laughs> looking for vacation I know, bathing I found, suit pictures. <laughs> I found it too. Is that so funny? Is that so funny when you're just like in bed and it's like you're searching for like not even a cast member. It's like someone who just appeared on on someone's phone in an episode you're like yeah looking for their instagram yeah and well i i, I justified it as like well i can put links to it in the recap <laughs> so you know this is work people. i know it's I mean, work it's a job uh but I, do you think that she knew she was gonna get to yeah work? yeah she's I think they for a while knew the whole time that speaking of people that hated each other when they did that special with Andy. Oh my god. Oh yeah, the tension between those two of them. You know, I still believe that Melissa and Teresa do hate each other and they're just yes. playing nice for the camera, which yes. is fine. I get it. It's for the family or whatever, but like they hate each other. But I also think that that is very common. You know, it's like yeah. everybody has a sister-in-law that they hate. You know, I rewatched, I talked about this on the show, but I rewatched like those 
uh, the reunions of I don't know what season it was, but like when Kathy and Rosie for, or Kathy and Melissa first joined. Yes, and, I saw on Twitter. When oh yeah, you were and like, I, yeah. I totally like re. I had a different opinion rewatching. I was like, actually, I understood Teresa why she'd be pissed, but at the time, I thought like Teresa was in the wrong. But rewatching, I was like, oh, actually, I feel like Melissa and Kathy did shadily come on this show. Yes, I I agree with that too, but. I don't think Teresa maybe handled it really well. Somebody wrote in um, a, a question about Teresa. Emily said, Teresa always seems so vacant. Is she really like that in person? Or do you think do you think she's actually very smart and she's just producing a good show? I think Teresa is one of the dumbest people that has ever been on television. I, I actually <laughs> do not believe that she can read. <laughs> However... She's got a bunch of best-selling books. <laughs> Right, but I, I mean, she's the most like when you really think about it, she's had the, she's like the most prolific author out of the Housewives universe. Yeah, which uh, is maybe so depressing. Bethany has more. Maybe Bethany. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, Bethany still... has a ghostwriter. Oh, do you want to hear something crazy? Wait, yes, please. So Bethany has a ghostwriter, and I think she's credited on the books. But Bethany and the ghostwriter have done like five books together, and they've never met in person. What? Yeah, and that they did like the first book or the first two books, and they never met. And um, so Bethany was like, well, now it's bad luck if we meet. And so they've worked together on five books and never no. once met in person. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? You know what bugs me now that I'm thinking of that? In my rewatches of Bethany getting married, I remember specifically a scene where she's in her wedding dress and she's got all the pages in front of her and she's talking about how she's got to write this book. And that frustrates me as a ghostwriter. I get mad when I see things on the show where they're pretending that they yes. wrote the books, right? Like, it's so frustrating. Usually they don't. Usually it's right. like I was on the show with Erica or I remember Sheree talking talking to her ghostwriter. So I, I appreciate that. I know. I, Ariana and Tom, they were, my name's on the cover, the in, interviews and stuff. And it means so much to me because I see these other people who are just fully taking complete credit for everything. Yes. But also, if I worked with somebody who wanted to take full and complete credit and they signed me a paycheck, I'd be like, fine, right. girl. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not above being like totally quiet about something. Yeah. But I think Teresa is dumb. However, I think she's savvy. And so I think that she has she knew how to use the show to play stories in the tabloids to to I mean, remember Sizzletan? Right. Like she was one of the first to start making money. And I of- think Jersey was the first city and probably Teresa was part of that of they were getting the life and style covers and like yes. the those tabloid covers. Well, and she was getting paid for all those. Right. And they that comes up when I rewatched those reunions. It like comes up and I was thinking, oh yeah. Jersey was the first franchise, I think, that really got like the press coverage like they did in terms of tabloids. I, I think that New York, like the second season of New York, I believe, opens with Jill and Bethany reading page six mm. in Jill's kitchen about them. And I think that, you know, Ramona always says New York is what made it happen. And she's right. Because once it was in New York, the media started covering it and pretend and paying attention to it. Yeah. And, but yes, you're right that New Jersey was. And so, um, I mean, this is a little tidbit from the book that I'll share with you, which is that um, I've talked to a bunch of people who work at various assorted tabloids and media, how they deal with housewives and stuff like that. And so apparently when uh, Teresa was getting paid for those life and style covers and things like that, all those different tabloids, which are owned by, uh, there's a bunch of them that are owned by the same company. And then she couldn't get paid for them anymore because... uh, of the tax stuff and so they like once they bought her kids a trampoline 
<laughs> or and they like threw one of her kids a birthday party. Oh my and god! So they were like paying. That's how they got around it. Paying, yeah. <gasps> oh my god, Brian, that's good. Yeah. So I think that, and she has that lawyer, and I think that lawyer serves her really well. Does and, he though? She went to jail. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think that. Well, she has the new lawyer now, who I think does all the deals and okay. stuff like that. Like, um, I think he's more of a manager than an actual lawyer. Yeah. Well, she's... she went to jail because and show are literal criminals. <laughs> Sometimes we forget that. We look the other way, Brian. <laughs> we have to look the other way. Um, I miss those early seasons of Jersey, though, when it was, the tabloids would come up, and I love the Jill and Bethany of it all. I have an old um, tabloid in my office in Us Weekly with um, Jill, Kelly Ben Simone, and Bethany on the cover, and it's just like, take me back. Oh my god. I will never forget my favorite cover ever of the National Enquirer and it was uh, right after Ellen DeGeneres and Anne Heche broke up, and it was a picture of Anne Heche looking awful, and the headline just said, Gays want Anne dead! <laughs> I was like, yes we do! Every last one of sure us! do. <laughs> Kill her! Um, I feel like I had other Jersey questions, but... Um... This episode was doo-doo. It, yeah, it was, was just, boring, right? Yeah, it was just like, getting over all this stuff a lot of filler episode and we're getting to jersey shore next week which looks sort of interesting i do appreciate how jackie see because jackie is so often right and so i want to like i love that she stands up to Teresa because i feel like it must pain the intelligent people the staff that they have to kowtow to Teresa. and but and i loved how this episode jennifer approaches her and is like i'm sorry you're a great mother whatever and she's like well you keep doing awful shit and then apologizing that's not going to keep working forever and I appreciate that sentiment. Yeah. Even though it's probably a little too real life and a little too not housewife. Right. <laughs> right. All right. I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listing, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy an experienced local Redfin agent, can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. What about Dolores? Because I find that Dolores is not really serving a, a huge purpose on the show. <laughs> no, but I think that she's a good kind of Teresa Wrangler. And I think that Teresa... Teresa Whisperer. Yeah, yeah, I think Teresa needs a, a person like that. But I do find it interesting... I, I enjoyed Dolores more than I thought I would. Did you see she smokes? Yes. What was that? I was shocked. I, I didn't even see it in the episode. Somebody sent me a screen grab of her with the cigarette. And I always say the best reality star is the one who's willing to smoke on camera. Yes. And Unlike Lisa Vanderpump. 
I, uh, she did that one time though, didn't she? She, did, she did it one time. I know. I love when they smoke on camera. It's the, it, that that Lisa Vanderpump moment where she's on vacation with Ken and she finally has a cigarette on camera. That was so that Valerie Cherish. Yes. Where Valerie Cherish had the cigarette. Ah, oh, it was just. How fantastic. many of them do you think smoke like secretly? Oh, I think a lot of them. I think like eighty, uh, seventy per eighty percent. Who do you think is the heaviest secret Real Housewives smoker? Oh gosh, I feel like the New York women. I feel like Dorinda, Luann, I feel like they all smoke. I, Luann. <laughs> Luann definitely The singer, smoked. Luann, I think, smokes a lot. Do you think they smoke more or do cocaine more? Oh, good question. Um, cocaine? Um, I don't know. Smokes, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, you probably smoke more in a day than you do cocaine <laughs> in a day, I would hope. <laughs> but, you know, I bet some of them are, are on both of those trains. Do you think New York, who do you think, out of all the cats, who do you think is the most uh, drug-friendly, let's say? I would guess New York. Yeah. Um, and I would guess Vanderpump. But see, I, I don't think the Vander. I mean... I don't think anymore. I, I yeah. don't think the old school people, but I mean, when you're talking about James and those rages and Lala and yeah. all that stuff, like... I was just watching an episode, I think it was like their Bachelor Bachelorette party, where they seemed a little snoozy, and I was like, what's going on here? And maybe they all just gave up the... Yeah, the no drugs. more Adderalls. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, okay, so what... Let me ask you these questions people wrote in. So Jenna said, your VPRs end with Tom and Tom. Um, how Do you do New Jersey recaps for Vulture? I did. Um, uh, Molly Fitzpatrick does them, who is hilarious, and she was on vacation for a few weeks, so I did. I filled in for her. But I don't normally do them. It used to be on the same time as like another one. Because I can only do so many at once, right. and and so she started doing them. And do you pitch Vulture like which ones you want to do, or do they assign? Um, I started when Julie Klausner left, and she did Beverly Hills in New York. So I started with those, and they didn't do that many. And we kind of expanded, and so we started. So I started doing Orange County and uh, Vanderpump Rules, and I pitched Summer House because I was just, I was willing to do it for free. Because right. I just wanted to do it. And they were like, oh, so we're actually trying it out to see. So how, everyone read them. So yeah, see people how many click people on read them. Uh, I don't normally, I stopped, I used to read your, all the recaps all the time. And then when I started the podcast, I just stopped because I didn't want to even like subconsciously yeah. steal anyone's stuff. Um, I did that with podcasts too, but I was, I knew you were coming over. So I went and read some and I was just cracking up. They're so fucking funny. Thank you. So, um, so we end with Tom and Tom. Yeah. So Vanderpump, your Vanderpump recaps end with the fan fiction between them. What would your fan fiction if you were doing New Jersey? Oh, interesting. I find that like I did. Um, Jill Zarin is a spy. That's fan my fiction. yeah. Right. That's the one I remember the most. Oh my god, people hated it though. So I kind of stopped doing it. I don't know. They're like, this joke is too old. Maybe I'll bring it back. I did don't Jill know. ever reach out? Yeah. She did. What she said. She's like, thank you for keeping me relevant. <laughs> Of course she did. <laughs> because she, like, totally doesn't get the joke at all. Uh, whatever. I mean, that's why I love her. Did you see her at BravoCon? No. Was she at BravoCon? Yeah, girl. She was, like, going to the panels what? and, like, heckling. No. Yeah. I didn't even see her. I didn't even know she was there. And she had a Zarin Fabrics booth. <sighs> and so I, I went Oh, I think to, I saw the booth, but I didn't see her. This is, like, my favorite thing that happened at BravoCon. So I go up to the booth, and there are these two girls working at the booth. And I'm like... Oh, what is this? She's like, oh, Zarin home, blah, blah, blah. We have fabric samples, whatever. And I, was, I said, you can buy a carpet at BravoCon? She goes, yeah, you can. That's so weird. And I said, That's... has anyone bought a carpet? And she goes, 
you can buy a carpet if you want. <gasps> and I was like, no. oh, snap. Uh, all, they brought all that carpet in and no one bought it. You know, I thought it was weird that Bronwyn's daughter was like selling stuff there in the, there yeah. was like that whole area was like the shop. And it's like, I understand how like the summer house kids were there selling their drink or something that we've right. seen on the show. But it like was so weird to me that, yeah, Zarin Fabrics is there selling carpet or the Bronwyn's daughter was there. I don't even remember what she was she has talking. A I know she had swear. Right. It was probably for kids. Yeah. But it was just strange to me. I'm like, that's not a, a product we associate so much with the show. Like it was, and at that point, I think it was just airing. Orange yeah. County. So, and Sean was there with those awful necklaces. Oh my god! I met Sean and Bronwyn at the Watra Crappens. Do you know who those? Yeah, are? yeah. So they did like an award show thing, and Sean went and or uh, Bronwyn and Sean were there, and they were very drunk. Um, and it was wild. Would they, you they have a three way with Sean and Bronwyn? No, I would. You would? I would. I think I I got the impression that they do that a lot, and they've said it on the show, of course. Yeah. But um. Uh, yeah, I, w- I, I mean, good on them. Yeah. Like, I'm glad people are willing to talk about stuff like that. And, you know, she, uh, I I feel I didn't like Bronwyn at all, but I sort of feel like maybe she might have a good second season. I don't know. Um, I can see that. Well, yeah. well, I'm very curious that she and the mother are not talking. The mother is crazy, though. The mother is crazy. Dr. Deb. Yeah. Um. So New Jersey, I always love a kind of to end a Housewives recap with Housewives like staring off into the middle distance and thinking like, what have I done to my life? So it'd probably be like some of that, or it would be, I, maybe I would start a parallel recap of Teresa cellmate who like got out of prison <gasps> That'd be good. and like what's going on in her life. Do you think she keeps in touch with any of those women? No, no. Um, Jenna says, uh, do you listen to any Bravo podcasts? Everything I kind of excluded of course, or, and what TV shows do you watch like outside of reality? Um, so I don't actually listen to a ton of podcasts. I do love and everything iconic. I love a bit such, which I'm on frequently. Uh, I like Andy's girls, which I'm also on a bit. Anyone that I'm on is the one I listen to. (laughs) Um, I like two judgy girls. I'm like, Oh, I don't listen to any of these podcasts, but I I know all of them. Like, but occasionally I start, I used to listen to podcasts at the gym, but, um, I hurt my knees. So I've started swimming. And so you can't listen Uh, to podcasts in the pool. Yeah. So. Um, but so I watch all those. I'm obsessed with Love Island, which I know is a reality show. The UK or is there a US version? There's a US there was version. A US version. Recently. I'm yeah. especially obsessed with the UK version. Because you, um, do you feel that UK is reality TV gold? Do you think yes. it's much better than here? It's different. It's like, it's a lot cheaper. My boyfriend, like, he prefers everything UK reality, and he watches all those. He watches Love Island UK, he watches all the UK dating reality MTV stuff, and I don't watch it. I don't, he watches, like, literally, he watches all the UK stuff. I love it. And I can't get into it, but, um, what about scripted shows? Scripted shows, I like a lot of comedies, um... My husband is a television producer, and he makes like really smart people shows. Like what? Um, he makes my beautiful friend, my brilliant friend, which is uh, the Italian show on HBO. He makes the Young Pope and the New Pope. He made a show called um, Dublin Murders that was just on Stars that was really good. All he the, makes all the highbrow stuff. All, super so does highbrow. he like? Does but he girl, like? He comes home and he's like, "What? What do we have to watch? What Bravo is on?" <laughs> I can't get Matt to watch much Bravo. He'll like dip into Below Deck, uh, but I feel like we split off. He'll watch. He watches like murder mystery stuff, and then I watch all my Bravo. 
Um, and then, yeah, we come together. He doesn't mind Vanderpump Rules. He used to be really into it. And now he doesn't watch it. Um, yeah, but he doesn't watch as much as I do. Like, he doesn't watch New Jersey. Um, he doesn't watch Dallas, but he uh, loves Atlanta. I just got him into Atlanta. Atlanta's um, good. Yeah. Do you watch Married to Medicine at all? No, I don't. You should get into it, Brian. It's good. Really? I think it's one I of the best. I just got into Potomac, and I love so it. So good. Potomac is so, so good. Um, any scripted shows? No, what show I love? Which right. is so stupid and trashy is Riverdale. Oh my god! Oh my god! Why? <laughs> it's like <laughs> I watch the whole first season and I, I get wa- it. I watch it every. I have a friend who writes on the show, so that's why I started watching it. But now I just watch it, and I am a hit with like fourteen-year-old teenage girls. <laughs> <laughs> like we were just at a friend's house, and she has a thirteen-year-old teenage girl, and we sat and had like just a forty-five-minute like conversation about Riverdale. I watched the whole first season like in a binge, and it was I enjoyed every second of it. But then I just never continued on. It's like dumb, and the people are hot. I yeah. love. Sometimes things, you need that, though. I love things like that where it. Yeah, I just got into the Lone Star Nine or Nine One One shows. Do you, have you heard of those? Yeah, and it's that kind of thing. Like I, it's just like dumb and easy. Yeah, and yeah, and they're it, gorgeous people. It's so weird in the UK. They have they make drama scripted shows, and there's like five or six episodes. So like Dairy mm. Girls, which is on Netflix here, is genius, and I love it. But it's on for six, six weeks, episodes. and then it's gone. Yeah. So it's a different kind of thing there than it is here. And I find myself watching less and less American television because you kind of have to hunt it down. Yeah. Yeah. Except for, I mean, Bravo shows. Bravo shows, I know. Um, Amber says, please elaborate on um, your favorite floozy, Sonia Morgan. What do you love about I love that, I mean, she is such a Tennessee Williams character. She's so delusional. (laughs) She's trapped in the past. She can't get over it. But also, she's just so funny and... She's not dumb like Teresa's dumb. She's just daffy. Like, she doesn't always quite get it in a really hilarious way. Like, remember when she was talking about um, gender fluids? What what was she calling it? It was like gender (laughs) liquid. Gender liquid, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's just, oh my God, that's so funny to me. (laughs) Poor Barb had never had a chance on that show. (laughs) No, she sure did it. Gender liquid. Oh my God. I just love her so much i could just watch her do anything she's just so amusing that's why i love new york the most is because i could watch those women just being like i'm fine if they don't have a lot of drama like even they're saying without bethany i'm like i'm i'm okay with it if it's not a lot of drama to just watch sonia and ramona be themselves like packing or just talking to help (laughs) exactly just wind them up and let them go and you will get gold and yeah so i just but i also what i love about sonia is that i think that deep down inside she's a good person like Mm. her heart's in the right place i don't think she wants badly for anybody and even when she's fighting with people i do think that she is a really good intentioned person but i I mean yeah she's crazy yeah she's crazy (laughs) and i don't think you could say the same about ramona that deep down she's a no, no, and I don't. I don't think a lot of them are deep down right. like good people, and so I find it easier. I, find, to... I think that Dorinda's deep down a good human being. Yes, true. Yeah. Um, okay, so Lisa Romeo, last question: As a founder of the Real Housewives Institute, uh, what studies, research, exhibits would there be if there was a real 
let's say, an institute that people could walk in. BravoCon kind of did that. Yeah, um, the museum. museum, which was so fun. Yeah, I feel, well, I mean, you're going to get to read a book of it in 2020. So you'll Is get the book the- coming out this year? Or will we get to read it this year-ish? Uh, hopefully. Okay. It's due shortly, and then we'll see how long the editing process is. We need it for our Christmas trees. I, totally. <laughs> we need it for, like, my in my ideal scenario is there'll be another BravoCon, and Ugh. and since Bravo's not cooperating, I'll have, like, a shadow book launch during BravoCon. I love that idea. And you you could be selling it right next to the Zarin Fabric carpets. <laughs> <I> just- <laughs> no, I'm gonna be, like, you know how um, Girl Scouts set up stands, like, out front of pot dispensaries and sell Girl Scout cookies? <laughs> That's gonna Bravo be me Con. outside BravoCon, like, with my book on the uh, corner, like, selling I, it. Right when I read that, I, I don't know where I saw the announcement that you were doing it. I was, like, so excited. I'm like, that's exactly what I want to read. Like, we need it. Um, um, what else would be in the Real Housewives Institute? I mean, I feel like the Morgan letters would definitely be there. Don't you think there. that Sony Morgan should come out with like a special edition toaster oven? I feel like Sonya needs to get one of these things off the ground. One of them, right. Just something. Because I think that y- you and I both know that fans of this stuff are rabid and they're underserved. And if you'll spend hundreds of dollars to go see Luann's objectively <laughs> not good cabaret show. It's legit terrible. I saw it twice. Yeah. Like, it's terrible. Exactly. And I mean, then they'll yeah. buy Sonya's whatever the hell. She also gives great cameo. People send oh, me yeah, like Sonya Mortar. So their cameos that Sony did, and I'm like, oh my god, amazing! Someone sent me one where she was by a pool and Ibiza or something. <laughs> great. The only gif I have saved on my desktop is one of her lying in bed with a tiara and like a remote control. <laughs> oh my god, I love. I said it all the time. Uh, so the Sonya Morgan letters. Anything else that like pops um, into he- your I'm head? I'm trying to think. I mean, nowhere I would want the Real Housewives Institute Museum to be is in the uh, alley behind Sir. Oh yeah, the dump. The Sir Dump is the like Sir my dump. favorite. Oh my god, location. the Sir Dumpster. It's my favorite. Yeah. It's just the best. I know. You know, my I really sister tried- in law and I took a picture in it. <laughs> uh, I tried so with the cocktail book, I was like I kept telling him like we need one photo by the dumpster. Because <laughs> we did the, all the photos for the cocktails at their house. And I was like, we just need one. Like, let's just get one by the Sir Dumpster. But everyone's like, well, then we have to travel the whole photography room. I felt like we needed it. This is what's going to sell the book to the people. I know. But there's like a ton of Sir Dump references, like a, a bunch of dumpster references in the book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wonder why. I wonder who wrote those in. <laughs> the, the editor, it was funny. Like they were, there would be just so many notes of like, what is this? And like, I was like, it's the Sir Dumpster. Like, what do you mean? What is this? It's <laughs> oh important. God. Erica and I had a straight guy editor. We had what? We had a straight guy too. And, um, and who published your book? Uh, Hot Mifflin. Okay. Um, because I was wondering if it was the same guy. But so we were writing about how Erica performed once at a circuit party. And he's like, what's a circuit party? <laughs> and so I'm going over the notes with Erica and I'm like, he wants to know what a circuit party is. And she, <laughs> got so bad. She was like, who the fuck doesn't know what a circus party is? Oh, what's wrong with this guy? I'm not explaining this. He's, he could go look it up if he doesn't know. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and so we had to um, elaborate on what a circuit party was. Oh, I love that. Uh, Brian, this was so fun. Where can people find you on social media? 
Um, at Brian J. Moylan on, on all the things. On all the things. And I'm at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you want to support this podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash everything iconic. If you donate $4 more per month, you get access to the bonus episodes. I'm doing one a month. More importantly, you're helping support the show. If you want to come see Everything Iconic Live, uh, there's still tickets available to the Dallas show, and I'm so excited. Uh, we'll be in San Francisco next week. And uh, what else? Uh, all the links will be in the episode description. I love you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Brian. Anything else you want to plug? No, I or, love you. And I love you. So I know. Fun. I'm so glad we got to meet in person. I know. Me too. And I can't wait for that book. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Oh, it's